This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. All right, it is official. Um, Justin Verlander is back with the Houston Astros. So we spent a lot of the last couple of days talking about what the Dodgers can do by the trade deadline. We are exactly three hours away from the uh, trade deadline coming to a close. So by the time Mason and Ireland show is done, trade deadline will be done as well. And uh, we'll have to see what the Dodgers do from here. It's interesting, AK, he ends back up with the Astros and – it kind of, the effects that it has on both of the teams here locally, it affects the Dodgers because they're not getting the help that they were hoping to get as far as starting pitching goes. It affects the Angels because you go look at the standings and the Astros are always in the mix. They're 60 and 47. They got one of the wild card spots right now. If you look at just the division, um, just the divi- their own division and, and you know obviously what that means – They're about a half game out of first place from the Rangers. The Angels four and a half back from the division, but the Angels right in the mix as well. So Verlander to the Astros, not good news for the Dodgers, not good news for the Angels either. No. um, The Angels are – it's really interesting. They've got this series right now where they're going to be playing – they're currently playing Atlanta, and they just got a big win over them yesterday. Yep. They're going to be playing got a Blue- lot of good teams to play. They're going to be playing the Blue Jays, who mm-hmm. just had a big injury. Their shortstop is they have not announced how long he's going to be out, but I think there's some concern that it could be a little while. They've got Toronto has the last of the wild card spot too. So they're three games back from Toronto. So and, just imagine after this Brave series how big that series becomes. And the Angels also have series upcoming with both the Astros. You just mentioned them getting Verlander mm-hmm. and the Rangers. So these are difficult series, but they're also serious opportunities because these are the teams they're chasing. It, you know, certain the teams, Blue Jays also, I mentioned them because they're also one of the teams the Angels are chasing. Yep. And like I said, they may have that whole shortstop. There are certain teams that – this is not me trying to take a shot at the Angels, but uh, there are certain teams that they just have a stigma to them. And I think I mentioned this to you yesterday. I said that if I told you you got to pick one of the two here, that the Angels, after not trading Otani, being aggressive at the deadline, um, the chances of them over these final couple of months, you can only pick one of these two options. They make the playoffs or they don't. I think naturally you always have doubt in the Angels. They're just one of those organizations. I'll, I'll use another example. The Chargers are an organization that you have a difficult time giving them the benefit of the doubt. The Clippers, you have a difficult time giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, now, the Angels have won a World Series, so that's not something that the Chargers have. It's not something that the Clippers have. So there's a little bit of differences, but there's certain teams you don't give the benefit of the doubt. I am, I like what the Angels are doing. I do think this is the right thing to do. You don't have a choice, especially if you're keeping Shohei. So this you got to go all in. But you also don't have this – there's a curiosity. I don't think any of us would be surprised that September 15th rolls around and they're too far out of the mix that they don't make the playoffs. I think the surprise is they get in. The odds absolutely favor them not making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. There's no question. 
But if they're going to keep Otani at the deadline, they have to be buyers. Even if you think like you're trying to fortify. Yeah, and who cares like, at this point? Well, even if you think you're, you're like in reality, well. you've got like a 15% chance and you're just trying to strengthen that 15% chance. There is no logical way yep. to keep Otani without being buyers. Yep. Otherwise, it's just pointless. Yeah, and I just keep looking up here. We got MLB Network in the in the background, and it just shows where the Angels are. By the way, Seattle right there with them. I mean, it's it's going to be a log jam for them to get in. You're better off being, I think, in the NL because I think there's a, enough teams that are inconsistent enough, or you're not completely sold on. The Angels have a rough path to yeah. get into the, the teams postseason. in front of them are good teams. Yeah, they are. are proven teams mm-hmm. that have, uh, you know, good bases. So it's the Rays, Astros, Blue Jays, Red Sox are all ahead of the Angels right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the timing of that is always perfect. Always perfect. Um, did you see some of these stats here on Otani? Uh, Emily shared some stats with me that. I just every time I see stats that are associated with Otani, none of them make sense, and I think maybe, I, I listen. It's impossible to be doing sports talk radio, and you don't have to be just here in Southern California. You could be anywhere across the country. I, I Colin spent some time on this last week. I've heard Dan Patrick. It doesn't matter who it is. Every national show as well. It's impossible not to just kind of sit back and praise one of the most unique athletes that we've ever seen in our lives. Since 1920, there have been over 140 instances of a player ranking in the top five in the NL or AL in three triple crown batting quarter categories entering August. Home runs, RBIs, and batting average. Among that group, only two players had appeared in a game as a pitcher prior to August 1st, Babe Ruth, Shohei Otani. Every time I see new stats on Shohei, I don't even know what to do with them. I just kind of they're, they're almost not impressive anymore because everything he does just doesn't really comprehend to what he's actually doing. The crazy thing too about him and Babe Ruth being these two guys that you keep you keep putting into this mix. They're like they're the two guys who keep doing these historical feats. Babe Ruth is the guy that we know everything about and Otani's the guy we know nothing about. Mm. Like their personas could not be any more different. Like, Babe Ruth was this larger-than-life personality that even back then, everybody, it felt like, knew everything about Babe Ruth. Nobody knows a thing about Shohei Otani. Hmm. It's pretty crazy. Shohei has 39 home runs so far this year, so he still has a chance to set the record for most home runs in a single season in Angels history. Um, obviously what he does at the plate is just half of what he brings to the table and everything else that he brings as a pitcher. So um, it'll be exciting to kind of watch their stretch. And uh, like we said, they got a game against the Atlanta Braves later today, and that's uh, each one of these games now are magnified for uh, for the Angels. How do you think Dodger fans feel right now? How do you think Dodger fans feel right now about the current situation for the franchise? You're a, a team that always competes. You're a team that's always in the mix. I think they're having a really good season. The problem is how sustainable is where they're sitting right now. How content do you think Dodger fans are of where the organization is? They're first in the NL West. They got a little bit of a cushion, not too much, but enough to, um, you know, to, to I think two and a half games in front of the Giants, something along those lines. It's two and a half. Um, how, how do you think Dodger fans feel about their team right now? It's a weird thing with the Dodgers because heading into the season, the expectations were this might be the rare year 
where the Dodgers they don't win the division, they don't win the division yep. that they're not going to be a hundred ten win team. Like you're gonna, they're going to be good. Like they're not going to be a bad team, but they're not going to be the Dodgers the way we typically know them. So coming into it, you didn't necessarily have expectations of them as a World Series team, but now that the season's played out and they have the most wins of any National League team that isn't the Braves, sure. all of a sudden that starts adding a layer of expectation that wasn't there before and may not be totally fair because in the reality this team may be getting a sum that's greater than their parts, and there may be a limit to how far you can stretch that. But Dodger fans don't want to hear that if their team feels like they're in the mix. Uh, there's so much attention towards next year because of Otani, mm-hmm. and but I, I don't think you could ever throw away. And I'm listen. The Dodgers are certainly not throwing away a year, but I mean they've made moves at the deadline. There's so much attention towards next year, and that's been the case since the beginning of the season. Oh no no no! I don't know if you could do this because of Shohei. I don't know if you could do this because you want to be in the bidding or. You can't trade away some of these prospects because maybe you want to trade at the deadline if Otani is available. There's been so much chatter about next year. I'm curious if if Dodger fans, you know, here we are under three hours away from the trade deadline. Um, how Dodger fans feel about this roster moving forward and just how they feel about the season in general. I'll throw out the phone number 877-710-ESPN. If you're out driving around, you want to talk Dodgers baseball, you can feel free to call in. But... You said something I think is the most important thing. The expectations coming into the year was, well, let's just see what happens. I heard a lot of people, a lot of experts say, yeah, I don't I don't think the Dodgers are going to win the division. There were a lot of people that also were talking about um, that this is a not literally no other franchise, I think, in baseball can do what the Dodgers are doing. They're competing they have a chance to make the playoffs and anything can happen in the postseason in baseball. At the same time, they're bringing guys up from AAA and from the minor league system that are getting real, real opportunities. How can you accomplish both makes no sense to me, but that's what the Dodgers are doing. But I also know that this is a fan base that is, of course, hungry for more success because you only have one World Series to show for it since 1988. Well, and the one World Series that you have... It's not 162 games, and it's not a parade that followed it. Look, your best chance at winning a championship is always the one that is realistically in front of you in that moment. Like, the Lakers last last season, going to the Western Conference Finals, on one hand, it was awesome. Yep. Considering where the team began and how much fight they showed getting themselves into the play-in and advancing rounds. It was unexpected. It was unexpected. It was yep. also... If you're a fan, and I am a fan beyond whatever work I do professionally covering them, like I was a Laker fan well before this was ever my job, as a fan, it was awesome to see. And it was a team that you could rally around and it was enjoyable to watch post-deadline. But the reality is, and this is like the sobering reality, given where LeBron is in his career, given the injury concerns that are always there for Anthony Davis, that might have been their best shot at a championship if nothing else, in the LeBron era. So on one hand, what they did was awesome, and it was really fun for fans. It was something that if you could be proud of that team as a Laker fan. 100%. You're right. But, you walked away. You walked away saying that 
you were not disappointed no. of the Los Angeles Lakers. But it doesn't but change the, the fact mm-hmm. that it might have been their best opportunity mm-hmm. with LeBron. You know, for, for Dodger fans, yeah, you may not have expected to be this good, and you can't complain about it, but you never know when you might have a more realistic shot. Like, the NL is wide open. If you can just beat the Braves in a series or somebody else can take them out. I was going to say, or somebody else takes them out. Yep. You could end up in the World Series even if this doesn't feel like a World Series team. This is this is what I have a difficult time grasping with the Dodgers. How long can this last? It just doesn't happen in sports where you have a run like this. It doesn't. It's very uncommon for it to happen. But you tell me how the future, why is it going to change over the next two, three, four, five years that they're not always in the mix? Like I, I have a difficult time grasping how the Dodgers have done it. And again, I know they've under-delivered when it's come to cashing in. I, I think nobody would disagree with that. You don't want to be associated with, hey, remember that Dodgers era where it was like the Atlanta Braves in the 90s? You don't want to have that. You, you don't want to have the era where you're remembered for underachieving for how much success that you had. But I also don't think the Dodgers window is closing anytime soon. No. I mean, they're gonna they're going to have it seems like opportunities in front of them for a while, and they're just they're a well run organization. They're good at finding talent. You know, their farm system's always super super competitive. Yeah, and and very very effective. But again, your best opportunity to win a championship is always the one that is realistically in front of you in that moment. All Period. right, let's let's spend some time. We'll we'll take some calls from Dodger fans. If you guys want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN. Verlander, Justin Verlander is a Houston Astro. That's the big news that has uh, come down so far today. And, uh, of course, a trade deadline. About two hours and 45 minutes left before the trade deadline is over. Do all that coming up next. We'll take your phone calls. Uh, stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Are you dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone. America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. And they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This was filmed in Point Dune. 
Did you yeah. know that? Did not know that. There's another music video by this artist that uh, takes place in uh, at the Biltmore. Okay. Um, and I went on. So it's a funny story. When I first moved here, I went on a what date. What artist? <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I went on a date right with this guy. Pad, He's got a pad. Yep. <laughs> who was a cinematographer. Okay. And he's talking to me about stuff he's done. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And well, he's like an, an assistant to a cinematographer, but whatever. He um, was like, well, oh, he's yeah. He's the assistant's assistant. But assistant's <laughs> assistant. He, 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 very, he took me places. That right. Good. Whatever. He asked me, I asked him, like, oh, like, what have you worked on? He said, like, oh, I did this music video. And I was like, oh, yeah, what music video? He's like, oh, it's for, it was actually Taylor Swift's delicate music video. Twelve. Yep. And I was like, damn. Tell me more. And he just was like, yeah, yeah it was kind of cool. I was like, this is your moment. Like you could tell me every detail, and I would soak it up. Like, this is your time to so tell me as many things. So he was quick to kind of brush it away. Right, exactly. And mm. I was like, "You need to tell me all these details about what happened." You know, one thing he said is like, she actually was barefoot in the streets of LA at one point in time because in that video she's dancing barefoot throughout yep. the whole music video. She dances in the uh, metro here in LA. She has the the Biltmore and stuff. But I was like, dude, you gotta take your chance and tell me more about this. But whatever. So, I you see, so you see Emily walking barefoot in L.A. Yep, there's a reason <laughs> why. <laughs> she was motivated by Taylor Swift. I'm recreating the delicate music video. Why is Emily barefoot in L.A. Live? Well, here's what happened. The assistant to the assistant yeah, was exactly. barefoot. Okay, I feel like, yeah, you're ready to say something. I was wait. What's going on in, there, in your head? I was now? picturing, like, you know how Ireland always talks about how he'll do any dare for 100 bucks, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, like, and that led to the licking of the bottom of his own shoe in, in New Orleans. Yep. Talked yep. about that a zillion times. Like, would you touch Taylor Swift's bare feet after she had been <laughs> running through the downtown streets of Los Angeles, Emily? Uh, yeah, she would. Yeah, she'd no. do it. I'm you not wouldn't? Yeah, you would. feet. Taylor Swift's feet. I hate feet. No. <laughs> They're Taylor Swift's feet, though. I'm not touching your feet. Even no. Okay, so That's we wow. I, I'm surprised. No, you know how many Swifties would just die at Are the you opportunity? The number down? There's been <laughs> three or four. Swifties would no, die no, at no, the no, opportunity no, to caress Taylor Swift's no, bare feet. Also, there's a kind of a running thing, too, with Taylor Swift. Ding. That <laughs> where uh, she kind of, like, her feet are prominent and, like, Instagram and like videos and stuff. So I think she has a thing for it. Who knows? But yeah, no, I'm not touching. She needs feet. to be in a Tarantino movie. Exactly. She does. I think that's what she's trying to do. She's auditioning for Tarantino because she's trying to be an actress. She's been in a couple of movies. They've all flopped. Yes. Do you so, think do you uh, think at her concert <laughs> an answer at SoFi, the six concerts that she has, there's some some angles where it's just her feet. Like well, she's, not even, on, she's yeah. not even on the stage. She's on the stage, but you're just following her feet. Now, can you at least stay with her there? Like, if, if the camera at SoFi did like a long zoom of Taylor Swift's feet, yep. Can you stay with it, or Emily? Sure. I'm fine. That that'll be the part that I get amnesia about. I'll, I'll forget that. <laughs> wow. Feet. That is something that's happening. So you know about you said, said the story about people wearing adult diapers, but people have been, uh, you know, what is having happening this. In this world? I know, but people have been having where. You, it's actually a scientific thing where if you get too excited or elated, okay. it's almost the same effect of like a tr trauma where like you get amnesia about certain things. So people get so excited, so elated about going to the Taylor Swift concert, they'll complete, they'll like they'll pass out, forget whole portions of the set, not because like they're not paying attention, but because they have amnesia about it. Hmm. Uh. And it's actually proven. It was on the news in like Boston. Happened to me, Lakers, Raptors, exactly. earlier this year. Get really too excited. It's a really, really good game. Really exciting game. All right, you don't have to go after this. Where? 
I had to have my whole bank account shut down last night. Okay? Someone got in my Venmo account. Someone Ooh. someone got my Venmo and shouldn't donate it to that girl that had it on the glass <laughs> of her car. You shouldn't have. Okay, I mean. this this is actually this is how I found out. First off, I kept getting these messages from Venmo saying, "Hey, are you approving this?" And you thought it was spam. Actually, it called they called consistently enough where it said press 1 if it wasn't you. So I'm like, "All right, I press 1." And whatever it happened, then I, I look at my email and there's an email there on my Gmail account basically saying somebody tried to sign in attempt, whatever it was. So eventually I just I changed the password. And then I'm looking. My girl says, hey, did you hit me on Venmo? And I'm like, no. And somebody had sent her a message from me. It looks like it's from me saying, um, hey, I accidentally sent you money. Can you send it back? And I think a few people got this of whoever that I did anything with Venmo with recently. And I'm looking at my account yesterday, and I have all these pending transactions. So I call my bank. My bank's U.S. Bank. Call U.S. Bank, and they're just like, and this is, it is what it is. But okay, with the problem that you're having right now, I wouldn't have even said that your bank is USA Bank. Like, you're US just bank. letting too many people in your business. Yeah. It's USB. Let me give you my account number. <laughs> what about your social security? Yeah, I'll do that at the end. I'll put it all on Twitter so people like, don't have Al to memorize Alan, it. Think this through. Think the rest of the story through. Here's my license plate number. <laughs> um, and then, so I, I, I got to call the bank. I call the bank and they do one of those. Hey, it's it's been, um, what's the word I'm Frozen. looking for? Compromised. So you got to shut down the entire account. It's all good. You know, you got to do what you have to do. But- Man, is there anything worse than when you have when you change an account, everything tied to that account, now you gotta kinda go start all over and it's like every, right. every sign credit card number is changed. Yeah. Everything you that you have and I can't even get into my account. So I have to now go. So I look forward to going to the bank after the show and starting over. No, it sucks. Like I get so whoever so got into my account, appreciate it, man. I I get so You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, just, <laughs> I get so paranoid about like theft through automated whatever like one of the one of the sponsors at the locked on network where okay. brian and i have the locked on lakers podcast monday through friday right? monday through friday yeah. anywhere you get your podcast YouTube including component. a youtube component there is I'm right here a youtube component yep. um but one of the sponsors Story right now about cam reddish i'm just saying that there's a, in there there is a great very detailed scouting report um of cam reddish talked to three different people who covered cam in Portland, in New York, and Atlanta. But what about his handsomeness? Um, the handsomeness did not come up. Okay. He's... Almost made. <laughs> or, or, or he almost spit out or his water, actually man. Just that, was good. that was good. Still a chance. But they just sent us some, one of the sponsors just sent us some new gear. Okay. Like they sent it to all, I don't know if it's just the NBA channel or across the network or whatever, but they just sent everybody new gear. And I wasn't expecting this. I get this email from the company okay. saying like, "Hey, your order's coming out." I have until I saw in one of the locked on like D, like Slack channels or whatever that this was coming. I was paranoid to even click on mm. this email because I'm like, "Wait, am I going to get charged for this?" And how do they have my credit card? I haven't given them anything, <laughs> but I'm I, my mind just starts going down this rabbit hole because it's it's a real invasion when that happens. I've never had one of these happen. People have awful stories where it's you know it, it's not I just know people that, that and, and it's a ton of money that comes out and now it's like trying to prove that that was your, all that yep. stuff 
I haven't really hit that portion yet. We'll see. I haven't opened up my account later or earlier today, so <laughs> we'll wait till I get to the bank. But uh, yeah, not uh, the good, not good thing for me is if you ever steal my identity, you're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> like you're going you're gonna to give it back. Yeah, me too. My account has so many zeros. It says, "Whoa, you're broke." <laughs> well, the person yeah. stealing your identity is just Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like it's uh, it's way. They actually contribute to your 401k. <laughs> they, <do. laughs> they feel bad they when do. they log in. They say, "I got to help this guy out, man." I <laughs> right, let, uh, let. Wait, I have also a really cool thing from uh, Adam Schefter. Just tweet this out. So. Yeah. Uh, this is video from the Bills uh, practice at training camp, and uh, Demar Hamlin's back at practice, and he awesome. intercepted a ball uh, during practice. So it's really cool to see him fearless out there, man. You know, living life to his fullest and doing what he loves. So it's really awesome to see him do that. That's great news right there. Yeah, great news right there. It's really cool. Um, I did promote. We'll take a couple Dodger calls. Let, let me take one here real quick, and we take some more on the other side. Uh, Jason in Downey. Jason, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. Of course, guys. Always a pleasure. So, uh, you said it best, L. That when the season first started, everyone was like, "Well, well, let's see what happens." You know, we don't have the most stacked lineup like we used to. But now that we're in August and they have a pretty controllable lead, I mean, it's not huge, but they haven't really faltered. Now it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we really do need Eduardo Rodriguez, and we could have used Verlander. But I feel like uh, now that now that postseason's almost here, is it's time to make some moves. So I'm just hoping they're able to land one of those big free agents in the next couple of hours because they can do some real damage if they get one. If not, I don't see them winning a, a postseason series with just the line that they have, with just the um, rotation they have right now. Have a good day, guys. Jason, appreciate you calling in. Jorge Castillo put this out about 20 minutes ago. Dodgers had interest in Verlander, but the combination of his age, contract length, and money owed made a deal with the Mets difficult. He's going to the Astros per source. Eduardo Rodriguez remains an option for the Dodgers. We talked a little bit about him earlier. Um, Bob Nightingale put out the Astros are sending their best prospect to the Mets. Outfielder Logan Gilbert um, and another fringe prospect. So uh, however you want to break it down, Dodgers did not make a deal for, uh, for Justin Verlander. All right, what's for lunch? How about Waba Grill's new Boom Boom Tacos? Today only. Get a free Boom Boom Taco with any entree purchase from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So you got till 2 p.m. Make sure you use the promo code TACOUP. Valid in-store or online only at Waba Grill. Um, we come back. We'll take a couple more calls on the Dodger front. Emily had a good uh, conversation slash story on Anthony Davis as well. Uh, it really, it's just it was more about is there any scenario where Anthony Davis doesn't want to extend if you're AD? So we'll do that uh, as well coming up next. Stay right here. This is uh, Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. My bad. I was uh, setting it up back from uh, what we recorded. <laughs> what do you think Travis is doing right now? What is Travis? Travis doesn't – when he has time off, he's not going anywhere. He's not a traveler. No, so he'll – I mean, if he came up to – I think what he said he was going to do is going to do a lot of L.A. things, right? Just kind of do things around the city. Um, that means golfing. Yeah, I don't think he's going to really – For Travis, I think L.A. things around the city is and just – eating burgers. Yeah. And well, various and announced around that's LA. part yeah. of the golf experience. Of course. You course. have that Can burger. Can you imagine yesterday for him because there was also no Dodger game? I mean, by 4 o'clock, the guy was just probably hallucinating. I'm well, surprised he didn't come in and do Sedano and Cap or something. There's, Go to training camp. There's golfing. There's the burger. Yeah. There's the post-golf martini. Yep. I think that's just Travis's. A worthy splash or two. Worthy yep. splash or two. That's Travis's 
vacation time. It's just a different yeah, course each day. Yeah, it's his go-to right there. All right, let's grab uh, another quick call here. If you're just tuning in right now, um, the Astros have acquired Justin Verlander from the Mets. They get two outfield prospects. And this is also from Alden Gonzalez. He yep. says that the Dodgers are still in on Eduardo Rodriguez, as far as he can tell. And if Dylan sees and Mitch Keller are not moved, Rodriguez might be their last best pivot. All right, so the Dodgers obviously trying to get some more arms. Let's go to Rick in Temecula. Rick, what's going on? Hey, guys. Yeah, they need to go. Uh, beginning of the year, we didn't think they were going to have enough offense. Obviously, J.D. Martinez in the middle of the lineup has been incredible. a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the pitching, it's obvious. So, uh, And I'd, I'd have to go after Flaherty and Rodriguez, get to, even ask for Cease and see what you can do. And then I hear Walker Bueller. You only need three starters in the play in the first round. So uh, somebody's got to take down Atlanta, and the only way to do that is have serviceable starting pitching in the playoffs. Here's here's so a they, problem, Rick. Rick, here's a problem, and I appreciate you calling in. Julio has not been dependable this year. He has not. He's not been the Julio that you're accustomed to. He's not been the Julio where hey, you're our ace. You start the season with a ball, and you're the foundation of this pitching staff. Well, he has not been the Julio Urias that you need just for himself for his own contract year. Like, this is a really bad time for him to be having a 100%. Season. It's It's almost got a hole in your pocket right now. How much money are you losing during the regular season? Yep. We've got some right, breaking news. So what do we got? This is from Jeff Passan. Okay. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies are in an agreement on a trade to acquire right-handed starter Michael Lorenzen from the Detroit Tigers, sources tell ESPN. So yet another pitcher off the board. Dodgers can't get uh, – haven't gotten a pitcher, at least today. All right, another pitcher Lance, off the board. Lance Lynn would bear, <laughs> beg to differ. Today, they today. haven't gotten one. Today, no, haven't another gotten pitcher one. off the board, another pitcher you know, coming to the Phillies. Phillies are playing – they're eight games over 500. They're only a couple. You know what's actually kind of crazy about this? And I know this is, uh, if you just kind of look at the overall standings, it's a good chance you're going to need to win the division. I was because just thinking that. Everybody is so clumped together that between the Phillies, between the Diamondbacks, between the Giants, between Miami, between Chicago, you have like five, six, seven teams that are all within three, three and a half games, four games of each other. And Giants and Diamondbacks are right behind the Dodgers. Uh, Giants are two and a half back. Diamondbacks are three and a half back. And this is with all these squads all kind of struggling over this last couple of weeks or so. Dodgers, I think, are four and six in their last ten. Giants, the same thing. Arizona's three and seven in their last ten. It's going to be really interesting once the dust settled and you start hearing about potential opportunities that could have been there for the Dodgers or for other teams but specifically the Dodgers yeah and what they might have been willing what they might have been able to get if they were willing to either include different prospects or take on longer money mm-hmm. and if there are reports that start coming out that the Dodgers could have had somebody who would have brought immediate help to this season, but it messed with their books this offseason. Yep. And you think about the money that, if nothing else, seems like it's being earmarked for Otani. Mm-hmm. That becomes a situation where Dodger fans become upset, especially if you don't end up getting Otani. Mm-hmm. Like, the more it seems like the Dodgers, again, I'm not saying that this is the case. We're going to know but, over the next, you know, couple hours. But I know what you mean about you kind of, because Travis has said this before. It's like, You've positioned yourself so much for Otani 
You have to get him. And look, on one hand, there's been a lot of reports that they were interested in Verlander, which would have been taken on money. Nolan Arenado was someone that they were linked to. That would have been taking on money. I know they would have been sending some back, but they still would have been taking on some degree of money. So that might counter that narrative that they weren't willing to do anything beyond this season because, again, they're trying to keep it, everything as flexible and clean for Otani. But, we're again, we're going to hear things. And it's just going to be really interesting for the Dodgers if it looks like they – ultimately were kind of conservative at this deadline and they don't get Otani yeah the conservative part I, I've I've always had a difficult time with this and I, I think we touched on it a little bit yesterday they have the best farm system in baseball it's not normal to have the best farm system in baseball yet also be competing for a world series every single year so that just kind of shows to how how great that that organization has been but what's the point of having that farm system What's the point of having all those potential players that what's the point if you're not using them to compete for moments like this? What's the point of having the depth that you have with look at all the pitchers that they have They're the um, the depth that they have at just the catcher spot. If you look at Will Smith and some of the younger players that they have, they have a lot of depth and, and a lot of that has to do with their farm system. I always have a difficult time and I'm not I'm not saying that they should be reckless. I'm just saying I have a difficult time comprehending that you're a team who's competing for a World Series yet you have this entire farm system. Should you be holding on to all these players when you could help yourself today? I mean you don't you don't necessarily want to hang on to them all, but at the same time, some of these players, you know, these these prospects, when you are as good at the Dodgers at identifying talent, a lot of those guys become your big league players. And you don't have to pay them for yeah, five like years. Clayton Kershaw was, at one point, just a prospect. He was an incredibly highly touted prospect. Like Bueller. I, yeah. Bueller, they've had for how long, and he still has not – it's not like he's getting the, the, the big money. Will Smith has mm -hmm. been Julio. one of – yeah, who like they've had plenty of their own guys that come up. And, you know, Cody Bellinger had been one of their guys. Corey Seager had been one of their guys. But, but AK, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is, yes, they've identified how great all that is, but there are times where you're in a position where, okay, now I have to give up some of this draft capital I, or the prospect honestly, capital to go after these To players. me, that would be more of a legitimate criticism for the Dodgers if they weren't consistently competitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're always a competitive. They've been competitive. For 10 years. Yeah. I, 11. I don't think it's fair to criticize them for overvaluing or overhoarding prospects when they've been this competitive. You know what I mean? Like, one way or another, they're putting a competitive team on the field year in, year out. Mm-hmm. At some point, it's let them do it how they want, because it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they're really holding themselves back. I think you could maybe make more of an argument that they hold themselves back when it comes to the idea of less sensible contracts, like you know longer term deals that you know are going to be. Yesterday, painful. you were talking about that with Seager, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they may they were possibly too sensible and measured when it came to like Corey Seager, too practical about something like that. But I don't think you can fairly criticize them for over hoarding their prospects because it doesn't get in the way of them being competitive yeah the 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 going after longer contracts is an interesting one yeah that, that's one where they it's not that they're not going to offer you the money they just want to offer you the years right they, they'll offer you more for a shorter term contract 
but they don't want to get locked into. I mean, Freddie, even Freddie Freeman's contract, which has to be, it's got to be the most valuable contract, one of the most valuable contracts. It was only six years. Six years is nothing in today's game, and, and look at what his production is. Mookie's the only one that you have on a really, really long contract, but Mookie's also Mookie Betts and at the right age. Yeah, I mean, so it's clear. It's not that the Dodgers will never do this, and I get why they can be apprehensive because those contracts can be painful. Like, we've been talking about the Angels. Look at what they went through with Albert Pujols. Yeah. That was not just one of the worst contracts in baseball. It was awful, and it was like a never-ending gobstopper. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing just went on forever Rendon right now too yeah I mean hey, listen I I could I could point out the Padres right now and go look at some of their contracts Xander Bogart signed an 11-year contract with the Padres that's crazy um you know Machado got a five-year extension on top of the five years that he has left he has 10 years left Tatis that's okay like you can get the Tatis because of how young he is but think about some of these contracts that were thrown around especially this offseason uh, it's it's insane, kind of, and and the Dodgers. That's just one thing that they don't do. Okay, when you just to put this in perspective, when yep. you were talking about the Bogarts deal, yeah, eleven years. How many years are remaining? Do you happen to know? This is his first year. Okay, so there's ten more years coming. And go look at his numbers. His numbers are not that impressive. My daughter is entering seventh grade yep. in a couple weeks. When the Bogarts deal is, is done. done, she will be like out of college. Like, just out of college when that deal ends. We should. That's how all deals should be looked at, is where are you going to be Oh, I, I actually How old years. are your nieces? You I know? often yeah. do think about stuff that way, like putting Damn. it in perspective. Damn. Like, that's crazy long. But and, and the only reason why I bring him up is because that's a good example of the Dodgers just wouldn't do something like that. And, and, and maybe it's as simple as this. The Dodgers also don't have to do – the only way the – if the Padres wanted Xander Bogarts, they had to – what are the Red Sox offering six years and mm-hmm. 180? They have to offer 11 years and 280. Absolutely. That's the only way they can get it, and the Dodgers don't have to well, do Well, especially, that. too, taking this full circle, when you are as good at identifying talent as they are mm-hmm. and talent that can make the jump to the big leagues quicker than a lot of other prospects, sure, sure. you are continually in a place – where you don't feel like you have to grab a Xander Bogarts because you're just not going to have access to talent. Yeah. All right, what's for lunch? How about Waba Grill's new Boom Boom Tacos? Today only. Get a free Boom Boom Taco with any entree purchase from right now till 2 p.m. with the promo code TACOUP. Again, the promo code's TACOUP. Valid in-store or online only at Waba Grill. we got the dump coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. All right, your uh, favorite movie came out on this day in 1997. Why is Airbud your favorite movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all you talked about during the break. Just look, man. It just we, hits. We don't celebrate our athletes enough, and <laughs> per- particularly the ones that break ground. Yeah, like and in basketball, all we hear about is Jordan. Kobe, right. LeBron, right. Kareem. The dog was wearing Jordans, though. I'm <laughs> just playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, when the goat is just standing there right in front of us. Yep. Begging for a treat. How often do you watch that movie? A day or a Once week? Once a week. 
couple times a week. By the way, I gotta go. I gotta go see these movies. I, I still haven't what seen movie? any of them. Airbud. No, um, Barbie. I still haven't seen and yeah. uh, Oppenheimer and Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer. I want to see first. Yeah, but, you're gonna uh, like that better. Yeah, let's go across the street. Uh, look, I'm, I I gotta go see it. Go I see it in go the IMAX. See it, see it in like, the oh, biggest yeah. well, theater. First, you have to get your yeah. bank funds freed up. Oh, yeah, right, that's, that's not true. gonna happen for a while. <laughs> like Alan, right now, can't pay to go see Oppenheimer. <laughs> I can't pay for gas right now. <laughs> I can't pay for gas <laughs> to get home right now. That's the uh, hey, that's dude. the current situation. Okay, so Airbud came out this day, 1997. Also on this day, 2014. Man, this one was, we all remember it. Paul George, Team USA scrimmage. Oh, God. Gets that compound fracture. um, Played, I think, six games in the 2014-2015 season. I mean, listen, he's definitely rebounded. He had his uh, years with the Indiana Pacers where he's competing against uh, LeBron and uh, Dwayne Wade and uh, and Chris Bosh. Obviously, he's been a Clipper now for a number of years as well, was with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, but, man, I, I go back. I always say this, and I, I think Michael Thompson and I, we've talked about this a number of different times. When they show – this is a different type of injury, but anytime an injury happens, I don't need to see replays. I don't need to see 37 different angles and this and that. But these are the type of injuries when it happens, it's like – no thank you. Every time I, – I don't know how Paul George, after an injury like that, is not thinking about that injury all the time. That's just – that was a crazy Look, I know Paul George takes a lot of grief from NBA fans, in particular Laker fans. You know, if he yeah. goes to a Dodger game, he's going to get booed. If he goes to a Rams game, he's going yep. to get booed. And he has a habit of saying foot-and-mouth things. Paul George is a really, really good sure, player. Sure, of course he is. And – like he was great with the Pacers, he has mm-hmm. been really, really good with the Clippers. He's a really, really good player, and Lakers wanted him really badly. Of course, they they at one point thought he was more in the bag than LeBron. Hmm. He also too say what you want about. Yeah, him. I remember that. There was a time where it was like, hey, this is the piece, this is the domino that will fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So also say what you want about Paul George. His podcast is really good. Podcast P. Podcast P right? yeah. is legit good. What what do you think of it, it's funny when you I, I wasn't even thinking about this but man I love the players that have there's a Draymond Green I I would watch pretty religiously during the season I don't know how much content he's putting out now but I enjoyed watching Draymond Green Podcast P all I've seen is really just kind of clips clips that have happened of course Matt Barnes Stephen Jackson some of these guys that have been in the league for a while um, the player to player perspective that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite interviews to watch yeah. it really is it's just a, the Hey, I've been doing this. You've been doing. It. We're currently doing it right now. Like that. That is. And that's I think a, cool I think a lot of players feel more comfortable letting their guard down with their peers. Yeah. Like where they know that they're they know that whoever's interviewing, whether you're talking about like Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson for all the smoke, or Paul George for Podcast P, JJ Redick now, JJ Redick, mm-hmm. or you know Patrick Beverly, Draymond Green. Like they know they're trying to get some attention grabbing quotes. Like that's the name of this game. It's mm-hmm. an. In- it's an attention economy, and everybody is in the click business. And I think these players know that, but it feels like you are they're being asked something for more than just the clickbait. Like, I imagine when you're sitting down with one of your peers, it feels like the conversation is more real, even if you know big picture, it's all part of the clickbait game. Yeah. 
Uh, for the first time, the NFL will air a Super Bowl alternate uh, telecast this season. So CBS yes. is going to do the – CBS and Nickelodeon are teaming up to offer a Super Bowl uh, slime cast yes. tailored for kids. Love Let's this. go. Okay, so you have kids. Have they – Kid. Or you have Let's a make kid. make this very clear. Kid. I've been told multiple in every – in a couple different continents of the world. Um <laughs> To it. The 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 how is the the Nickelodeon it's great. like and 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 how much do kids enjoy it? I can only speak from my experience with my one child, one yep. child. Yep. My daughter has not the slightest interest in football. Sure. Like finds it really boring. She loves the slime cast. Damn. Like she thinks it's really fun. They do a great job. I'm biased because I do some work on the side with a creative agency that does. They're involved with it, okay. So I, I'm naturally biased towards so them. So you make her watch it, basically. Yes, I, <laughs> for business I purposes. Yeah, every single rating yep. counts towards them rehiring me for a new project. And you make your wife go to the fantasy football and the yes. anniversary. Yes, so it's we all, have it's learned all a lot about yeah. your family today <laughs> in football. <laughs> they, their family is run by a tyrant. Um, <laughs> it's really great. It's a really, really fun pot. Uh, mm. Really fun production. You can tell that the announcers calling the slime cast are having a great time. And they have mm-hmm. kid reporters yes. sometimes. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. It's really, really fun. It's and a- if you go to the game, so like last year the Rams had the slime game uh, or the, the slime cast, and uh, they had these little like slime hats at the games that were really cute and stuff. So like if you went and you were this a kid, you can go get your slime hat, and they had a slime booth at the uh, SoFi. It was really cool. How often are they doing this? Is it every week? No, it's a couple games. I think they, they okay. um, introduced it, I think, maybe in 2018 or 2019. And you usually do one playoff game. Okay. And that was what they started with. And then they did a playoff game and they did a Christmas game. And now they're doing playoff game, Christmas game, Super Bowl, I From assume. a sheer marketing perspective, genius. It's genius. Get so kids smart. early. You're getting kids at right. six, Again, seven, eight my years daughter old. could not care less about football. Mm-hmm. But she finds that broadcast really fun. Uh, Doris Burke is expected to be promoted to ESPN's NBA Finals broadcast team. Sources have confirmed to... Front office sports. Front office sports. The historic move would make her the first woman to call a major U.S. men's championship uh, game on TV. You know what's crazy about this whole thing? First off, I think we all have such an incredible love for Doris Burke, respect for Doris Burke. So that, to me, is not a surprise at all that Doris Burke is going to get the opportunity. When I read this this morning, make her the first woman to call a major U.S. men's championship game on TV. I, I guess I am. I was like blind to it. Like, wait, what do you mean she's the first? I and and it, it's not that I could sit here and tell you there was three, four other people, but that's just kind of crazy to me that she will be the first. Um, and I love that it's going to be her and everything else, but that's what that's what surprised me. I mean it. it- it can feel crazy that she would be the first, but when you start thinking about this, and you know, forgive my ignorance, I don't know like every broadcaster in yeah. like the NHL, for example. But when you think about major American sports, mm-hmm. other than maybe like Jessica Mendoza calling a World Series, it's hard to think of women who would have even been in the running for something mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. 
like you know some what? women do some college football broadcasts. I know right. Kirk is on one with uh, that, but it's like yeah, it's it's very interesting. There's not really that many there. I know Emily Kaplan sometimes does mm. NHL broadcasts, but but it, yeah, it's really not that common for women to call men's sports. Right. I mean the the much less to gain the stature that they would end up in mm-hmm. the championship mix. Like of course, if you would ask the me, the A team. If you had asked me if Doris Burke was the first, my my first thought would have been, has Jessica Mendoza ever done it? Mm. If the answer I'm told to, to Mendoza is no, then I would have thought that no woman's ever done it. So that's great. Well, congratulations to her, and that's big-time news right there. Okay, one other one I want to get into. A study finds what makes a perfect sandwich, okay? You were eating a sandwich actually a little I was. bit earlier. I was. Is this a perfect sandwich to you? Two and three Americans, sixty-seven percent say, said they could live on sandwiches alone for a full week. Which I could do that. That's no problem. The perfect sandwich, according to a survey of two thousand Americans, consists of tomato. Nope. Cheddar cheese. You can do better. And black forest ham. My sandwich today was black forest ham. Okay. Wow. Not honey ham. Not hun- I prefer the Black Forest. I like Cunningham, Virginian. That's why. All right, what cheese are we using here? American. I, I, I go pepper jack. I think American's very underrated. American, yeah, it's American waxy. cheese is very underrated. Eh, eh. It's great. It, American cheese is great if you're looking to melt. It Correct. Me- it's it melts it's really a well. Good melting cheese. But if you're yeah. not going to melt it, you can do better than Havarti. Anybody a Havarti Havarti's fan? Havarti's good. I love Havarti. Big, uh, big pepper jack fan. Pepper, pepper jack, jack is good. Yeah. My, really good. I'm going down that road. My black forest ham sandwich had Swiss on it. Okay. Ham and sw- you can never go wrong with Swiss. You said no on tomato. I don't like tomatoes. I'm going tomato on mine. I'm I also like going tomato red on onion on mine. Red onion's great. Red onion's great. Avocado. And then yes. avocado. Avocado's good. Absolutely. <laughs> little mayo, little mm-hmm. mustard. Yep. Off to the race. Had both on mine. There you go. Yeah, a lot of people are very against. What is this, an official survey? These are the sandwiches 2000, that people like? 2,000 Americans surveyed. And that's, where, that's where they got wow. 67%. <laughs> yeah, 7%. the new world for Jorge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, food. Let's do some uh, super crosstalk. All right, Mason and Ireland yeah. uh, back together. And, you know, yesterday, John, you were wearing a beautiful pink polo. Yes, yes. pink polo. Yes. And Mason gave me that. Very bright. Yep. Very bright. And very unlike bright. Bergman, I was not afraid to go to Barbie by myself. By yourself. Which I did. From Sunday Swagger, right? That yeah. shirt was from Sunday yep. Swagger. Did oh, I a took a picture. Job? I forgot to send it to you. Okay, so good. I was getting prepared to ask AK. What do you think of the Barbie movie? And mm-hmm. they said, absolutely. Just promote that they'll talk about it at 1.30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, coming John's at 1.30. review at 1.30 today. Right. We already to lined up the Cardi B. Barbie saw Like, we got this, <laughs> this whole thing planned. This is how you know, by the way, too, that Barbenheimer's just become a thing. When the idea of John Ireland's Barbie review at 1.30 is a tease. <laughs> that's right. Like, that's go. a legit tease. COVID. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm a little disappointed that the Dodgers missed out on Verlander. I got to tell you, I I thought that I I don't know why, but when I woke up this morning, I thought they were getting them. Me I'm too. With you. I thought they were getting them for sure, because there aren't a lot of impact starters on the market anymore. I mean, there's right. the kid. Why in isn't Detroit, anyone? But, why isn't anyone talking about Jack Flaherty? Have the Cardinals come out and said they're not trading him the, or something? The Cardinals have officially taken some guys off the board. I don't know if Flaherty's one I of them. I thought he was still on the list. The names I keep hearing are Dylan Cease from the White Sox, who's a great young lefty who finished second in Cy Young voting last year uh, and has two years of team control left on his contract. I imagine the Dodgers will have to pay for that. Uh, and the other guy is... Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez in yes. Detroit. In Detroit. Yes. And they say he's going to move a lefty. In, the, in this next two hours. So yeah. Nightingale just put this out. He said the Mets are sending the Astros 
about $54 million in the Verlander trade. Yeah. One executive said, if Verlander's $35 million option in 2025 becomes vested, Verlander is still owed $93 million, and the Astros would pay Verlander about 29 for two and one-third years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have done that if I were the Dodgers. But the, the the interesting thing about the the this two years from now, so he's he's guaranteed money this year, guaranteed money next year, Gotta pitch but he has to pitch 140 innings. innings next year for the third year to kick in. So you're kind of protected, which is why I thought the Dodgers would do it. Well, are you kind of protected, or is he likely to throw 140 innings so you're stuck with another $43 million but if he in did, year three? But if he pitches 140 innings, you you would probably take it. You know, he'd probably be good. Uh, but I always No, it means he pitched 140 means, innings. Yeah, there is such a thing as a bad 140 innings. I'm not saying he would throw them, right. but I'm just saying that if, if I'm Justin Verlander, I'm going to try to make it to that spot so I know I vest – for 2025 is that where we 2025. are 2025 now the one thing the Mets did that was uh that was smart is they basically ate a whole bunch of the contract in exchange for getting the top two prospects in top one they top, got their number one prospect and then a fringe guy okay and then that's what the Mets did with, with Scherzer, Scherzer also they got uh, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s brother uh, in that deal, and we're willing to take on money because he's such a a prize prospect. I can't believe the Dodgers couldn't put put together, you know, a couple of young starting pitchers, which is what the uh, more than anything the Mets need right now, and make a deal for Verlander where the Mets eat a bunch of that. Well, money. this is assuming that Verlander would have waived the no yeah, that's trade what clause. AK keeps saying that maybe he just didn't want to be a Dodger. If he doesn't want to be a Dodger, there's nothing the Dodgers could do about it. Yeah, I think that'll all come out. Yeah, you know that'll all come out once these guys dig in over the next couple hours, and and uh, you know the Dodgers offered him a ton of money before he signed with the Mets. Mm-hmm. Yep, he just the Mets offered him more yeah, that extra year, two years. That extra year was but was you know what? Tough. Do you know what his ERA is over his last seven starts? Uh, I know it's great. It right he's now. given up one point four. Yeah, yeah, he's given up seven runs yeah. in forty two so innings. He's I think great. Yeah, and you know two years ago he won the Cy Young Award, and last year won a World Series. Oh, wait a minute. He won the he won the Cy Young last year when they one won si- one Cy Young. Yeah, 22 yeah, Cy Young Award. And World yeah. Series, yeah. Mace, we were talking about this yesterday, and this is obviously before any of the Verlander stuff came out. Are are you – how do you feel about the Dodgers right now? I, I think coming into the season, there was a little bit of – a lot of people didn't think they are going to win the division. Right. Here they are now leading the pack with the division. Yes. Now, granted, it's not like they have a seven-game lead. Right. The Giants are there. The Diamondbacks are there. Um but they also don't have reliable arms, and this is so unique for the Dodgers. You can, you where... can actually be more extreme than that. This is I heard Buster only say this this morning. This is the worst, statistically, the worst Dodger pitching staff since they moved to Los Angeles in the 1950s. That's how bad they are. Their ERA, their team ERA is over five. Yeah. Although that 61 staff was pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, that that does put it into some perspective. I mean, I, at this point, I said at the beginning of the year, look, this team is, is fine. It's not by Dodger standards. It's not a super team by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know that they could have foreseen... Dustin May and Julio not being Julio and Gavin Lux out. Gavin Lux, all that kind of stuff. But realistically, I don't think this is a team. If they don't do anything else, I think it's not a strong shot at a World Series. Not a strong shot. Well, the other thing anything is, could happen, but not a strong shot. And I always say this with Rob Palinka too when we're talking about the Dodgers or uh, talking about Lakers. the Lakers. Um, Andrew Friedman can see things that we can't see. He can see the whole board. 
So let's say he knows in the back of his mind that they're getting Otani or that he feels like he's getting him. If that's the case, it's risky to see if Verlander can pitch 140 sure. innings to tie up $35 million Well, more. the other part of that, though, John, which is interesting, is if the Dodgers were, in fact, trying to maintain some sort of fiscal sanity so that they could go ahead and offer $700 million to Shohei Otani. Maybe that's the reason they don't go all in on Verlander. Right. Because they know they're going to be going in in a huge way on Otani. Then they just better be right. you got to get it right. If if they earmarked this money and flexibility and all of that for Otani this offseason at the expense of this season, which may not be the strongest team, but yep. the NL seems pretty wide open. Yeah. If they're wrong about Otani and part of being wrong means – you're kind of crapping away this season. Yes. Fans are going to be mad. I I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I think, and as of this moment, and they're not done. And Friedman, you know, he, I know he's still working on stuff, and we'll yeah, know still got two hours. We'll left. know at uh, three o'clock exactly what the Dodgers come up with. I really felt like, um, you know, the some of these names coming off the board, like Michael Lorenzen from Detroit, is having a really good year. There are guys that are moving now. Uh, that I think had to have been on the Dodgers board. John, you say see the whole board. There, There's only like a couple of really good starting pitchers left on that yeah. board right now. Right, and even if they're even going to get traded. Like, for example, we all thought the Padres would be sellers. They made they bought today. They yeah. made a trade today uh, to bring in talent. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I was saying to Alan, like, this must make him feel really great as a Padres fan. The ESPN stack said, sources – Padres get well traveled hill. <laughs> well, I like I like Rich Hill. Oh, Rich Hill's great, but I mean Rich Hill. 43. 43 years old. Still throwing that curveball. But closer to 40. Throw, by the way, throwing like 11 different yeah, curveballs. But closer to 43 than 44. That is, oh, you want, there you go. Young some, side of yes, yes, know some crazy. Yes. So Padres lost yesterday yep. in extra innings. Yes. They're 0 and 10 in extra innings. Mm. That's weird. They're 6 and 18 in one run games. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I, I, this was a, a few weeks back, but the the Padres were like bottom five hitting with runners in scoring position. They were even worse than that. And, yep. I, I, and I think that's what's biting them right now. Clutch, zero clutch gene from any of these guys. Yep. But uh, anyway, so they are buyers. Um, AK told me a story I didn't know about today. Mm. As part of his... Uh, Does it involve Taylor Swift? Are you going to see Taylor Swift? <laughs> As do you have a friendship bracelet yet? <laughs> How many do we have right now, Jorge? What did what's our count at? Uh, thirteen, and that 13. is not a coincidence. Yeah, thirteen um, Taylor Swift mentions. But now this is just Emily's Taylor Swift mentions. Right. But we're talking like from like eleven fifteen to about twelve thirty. I don't think we were doing the whole show. That's a good count. That's a good count. That's a good pace. Hitting hitting at a good clip there, Ann. But AK, I did not know there was. Um, he. And his wife for their anniversary. Bye, John. He Bye, Steve. Invited her. Bye, Warren. Bye, Warren. He invited his wife to a fantasy football draft as more of like a romance thing for your. <laughs> oh, for that's beautiful. Did, she, really did she attend? <laughs> no, I. I have more respect for your wife no, than ever. No, well, it was their anniversary, and he thought, "What more can I do?" A candlelit than, fantasy with eleven football other draft? guys drafting you know, a tight end. I hired one of those round. violin guys violin to be standing guys, around. Us. And I'll yeah. take Cooper Cup. At what, five. what Slee was referring to is last year the fantasy draft. I was part of this big email exchange with everyone in the everyone in the league trying to figure out the draft date and my anniversary happened to come up as one of the dates and mm. when i looked at my calendar i was looking for like work conflicts or like okay. i have to be in a certain place i have to pick up my dog like whatever there's nothing on it so i'm like okay that's cool like five hours later i was like 
oh crap, that's my anniversary. Oh, wow. But at this point, the league date had been set. Like, this was the one date we could settle on. So in stone. Yes. So I was like, okay, how do I work around this? And I ended up just ultimately falling on my sword, and my wife was very understanding. And and how is that? Wait, falling on your sword as in you went to the draft? I went well. I went to the draft, but I fell on my sword. As in, I did not try to come up with any excuse. Johnny's I mean, not I just canceling said, the draft. I mean, this is <laughs> no, more, no. I mean, no. You that. just don't know when your anniversary is. Well, that's no, ultimately I, the issue. I did know when my anniversary was. I just, <laughs> I was looking at the calendar for conflicts. <laughs> yeah, like work conflicts, child conflicts. And you just forgot it was your anniversary. I wasn't even thinking about the date in terms of my anniversary. I was thinking about in terms of conflicts. Although I guess technically speaking, my anniversary, anniversary is, is a conflict. Yes. It, yeah. Is a conflict. All right, so tell me if you guys think this is going to work. I, Mason knows this story, but uh, our draft is the Wednesday before the Thursday night opener. Mm-hmm. And it, it has been for many years. It's been yeah. on that date. So I am going on a golf trip to North Carolina, and I'm flying home that night. So I'm not going to be at the draft. But the plane has Wi-Fi. I've already checked. I'm going to try and draft from the plane. Ooh, that's tough. And if they if the Wi-Fi drops out, which it does on planes all the time, I'm just going to fall into auto draft. Ooh. How many picks will I get in, if any? Hmm. Flying back from I, I'm flying from Raleigh to LA. You've got way more experience with Wi-Fi on planes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not right. very reliable. Yeah, it's, it's not, not very reliable. It drops out unannounced all the time. Now the the good news is like if you're flying from Hawaii to LA. You're screwed because there's no towers over in you know in the ocean. Mm-hmm. I'm flying over mostly land, so it, that will. What I long help. for is that moment when I see Jimmy Garoppolo drafted by your <laughs> team, and I realize, oh, that had to be an auto pick. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm a Raider fan. Okay, is the majority of this flight? Do you happen to know during, like non takeoff, non landing? Yeah, yeah. I'll be okay. in the air the most. Okay. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna land our draft at seven. I'm going to land at 8.30, because, so the draft won't be over. The back half of my team's getting because the land Because the landing part of it might screw you up the most between them you know, watching you too much, like, are you on your phone? They want you off, all that stuff. Yeah. But also, too, if you're getting off the plane, like there's just chaos around you, you're not going to be able to concentrate. Yeah, the other thing is, our draft, we, we, we're we in the most old-school league of all time. Our commissioner stops the draft all the time. It's the oldest school. The oldest if, school. If you miss, like, you know how you have a timer? If you just say... Oh, I'm not oh, time ready. Out. Time out. He'll go, okay, and really? he'll stop it. Time yeah. out. Which we've time never out. understood. Yeah. And I've said like several times. It's like, let it roll. When he does that, I'll go, I'll go why? Why do we allow time It's your outs? fifth friggin' running back. Let's move here. Okay, John Morosi says um, that Jack Flaherty is yeah. available. And they okay. listed a few different teams on there that, that will make Dodgers it. Dodgers one of them? Like, yeah, Dodgers, yeah, yep. Dodgers were the first one. Okay. So there, there's a possibility. So it could happen. It, it looks like... This could be a very interesting show. We could get a few bombs to drop. Yeah. Who takes fancy? Plus a Barbie review. Who At 130. <laughs> at 130. Yeah, exactly. Who takes fancy football more serious between the two of you? Well, it's funny. Mason spends more money than anybody else in the league. Transaction every, after transaction. Every year. After transaction. And his nickname is Last Place Mace. He finishes last almost every year, but last year you finished in the money for the first time in years. All right. You know what the secret is? Don't draft when you're stoned. I've learned this, by the way, Interesting. Uh, with my fantasy basketball league, my fantasy baseball league, now fantasy. If I don't, if I'm not, if stoned, not stoned when I draft. You know who told magic. me the same thing? Kevin Demoff. Kevin Demoff? Did yes. he say the same thing? Yes. He, I'll be damned. He said that's the secret to a good draft. Yeah. He also doesn't get stoned before it. Yes, good. 
His nah, best doesn't sound like Kev. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Rob Palenka like famously never gets never, high before never. the draft. Exactly. Very All smart very smart strategies. advice. Well, yeah. they draft well. You would think the you Lakers wouldn't draft have very to say well. that, yeah. but apparently we do. I swear, if I just get my team up, I was telling him at 9.30 on Sunday, if the roster is there mm-hmm. and nobody played on Thursday, that's a good week. I just don't take it as serious. Some people, are, it's, you know who, Bronny, Adam Bronstein, who obviously was here for a while, we're in a draft, and that guy is he's making moves left and right, waiver wire, this, that. I tell you, you get in a league with Mike Trudell, that's work. Yeah, Been Trudell there. is the... Trudell takes it deadly seriously. Been there. He always, always is on whatever, especially in, in yeah, they fantasy all, basketball. They all call him the little general. Yeah, the little <laughs> general. <laughs> Which I run loves. this league. <laughs> all right, Super Cross Sock is brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. You're cutting us off like that? That's just like, you don't, is there no well, transition? No, it's just you well, want to get that, into your review. And on that note. You want to get into your review. And on that note, Super Cross Talk is brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger, that's what a hamburger is all about. Mason in Ireland coming up next. Barbie review Barbie, at 1.30. 1.30. Mace, or, uh, Travis and Sliwa Show coming back tomorrow.